Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of the Fueltopia podcast. This time it's a bit different to the last few episodes as it is just myself, Dan and Becky. Hi guys. <laughs> so so thank you very much for coming on here with me, Becky. So no problem. Uh, I'm going to kind of explain to people because they're probably thinking what's happening here. Um, so basically I've been wanting to do one-on-one -on -one interviews uh, as part of the FT podcast series. Uh, and well, who better to start with than the main lady behind Fueltopia herself. Uh, so Becky, thank you very much for joining. That's all right. No problem. <laughs> Good to talk to you. No, it's fantastic. Always a pleasure. It's awesome. So <laughs> um, basically what I want to kind of start off with is what basically... A lot of people will probably be thinking, you know, we've all kind of introduced ourselves as we've got on with these. So if you could just sort of say, say what do you do? Who are you? <laughs> oh, what do I do? Um, <laughs> so I run all of the Fueltopia events. Um, so Fueltopia kind of started with what you guys were sort of talking about the other week with the media side of stuff, yeah. the meet and all that kind of offline stuff. Um, about seven years ago it developed and we started to run race events so mm -hmm. I was kind of thrown in the deep end um, <laughs> had absolutely no interest in motorsport yeah. um, no interest in the car scene had never been to a car event um, and I was thrown in to help administer mm -hmm. some of the, uh, the racing days. stuff <laughs> I yeah when, that. <laughs> when I when I started I knew nothing mm -hmm. um, if you were if you were there on the first day and you were driving a BMW, for example, you were asked, "Is it rear wheel drive or front wheel drive?" Because <laughs> I did not know. Um, but now um, we are running two race events. Yeah, uh, we've travelled across Europe putting these events on, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I sort of lead the team. I Most arrange definitely. the events. Um, yeah, I kind of do everything from start to finish, really. Um, but. I also then obviously work with you guys on the media team mm -hmm. and things like that. So it's it's a, a big role and it's kind of grown over the years. Um, and yeah, I kind of suppose I am now motorsport. Which, uh, <laughs> I don't know yeah. how it happened, but it did. You've, you've, you've suddenly <laughs> had to learn to love it, I think. Um, yes. So, yeah. uh, so very much, I mean, that is, you've described everything you do. And I think people are probably like, uh, what? She does all that? And it's like, yeah, no, uh, Becky runs the show. Uh, this is yeah. uh, what, what people go to, what we talk about when you hear myself and the guys uh, talk about FBS and Formula G, that is Becky's show um very much yeah. so i mean i know i know andy assists you and i don't want to take anything and, away from him no andy uh, plays a very big part in it all definitely. um couldn't do it without him but uh yeah all the behind the scenes stuff yeah i kind of i yeah no it, it's, it's fantastic so i think what what basically you know we talk about these two events quite a lot so i'd love to get your take on what they are so i think we'll probably like in time wise it was fps that came first um yeah so yeah. barrel sprint mm -hmm. um that was our first one um and it kind of came out of well it kind of came out of trying to get people off the streets out yeah. of the car parks just so people can hoot around a little bit um but kind of race against each other and not just on a drag strip um so it kind of involved drag right like starts mm -hmm. um and then we had three barrels so there's three barrels two lanes um and on each lane you are navigating 360 around those barrels mm -hmm. and trying to get across the finish line in the fastest time um quite simple it sounds it sounds um, simple doesn't it like that's the beauty it sounds of it. simple it sounds um, simple <laughs> But I think what you'll find is uh, drivers will tell you um, <laughs> that it's not as simple as it looks. Um, and this year, 
after well seven years now it's seven um, years right seven, seven, seven years of running a season uh and so, one, yeah. yes seven seven seasons seven so seasons. seventh season we're going into so things oh have God. changed yeah. over the years we mm -hmm. started and everyone used to race each other so yeah. all classes raced against each other um god right back in the start of it we started with stopwatches <laughs> yeah we um, did that's right and flags for it, the finish line flags and stopwatches <laughs> it was it was all done um really technically yeah. <laughs> um, and then as the racing grew closer uh, we realized that that wasn't gonna be sufficient for mm. what we needed so we invested and we got ourselves a portrait system See, which now, is a I remember that conversation because yeah. that was a scary moment when that that was a big investment it was that a was huge a, investment like, I, I don't want to take that away from it because it, it was massive <laughs> like th to, to take that gamble yeah and it was it had to be shipped from the yep. states and um yeah it was like kind of like well drag system that mm -hmm. is used on it's exactly the same as what's used on santa pod raceways yep. um drag strip mm -hmm. um and it's used on drag strips around the world and we're kind of the first well first company to use it for something that's not drag racing yeah um and use it for Barrel sprint and, and now many, Formula G. How many years were we into FBS when you guys made that investment? I think we'd done two full seasons. Right. So, um, yeah, two full seasons. Now, I remember having to convince a lot of people to come to the first season. The first season was, you know, yeah. it, we really stuck with it. Um, second season started to pick up, but I think that's just it's amazing to think that after two years we were like right this is the time this is make or break wasn't yeah, it? yeah I, re I remember the final second mm -hmm. season and the final and it was luke woodham yeah. and it uh versus rob white oh and, yeah and he had his rx7 mm -hmm. and i had two marshals on the finish line marshal on the start line all that kind of stuff and in all honesty the the race was down to eyesight it was it was so close and we only at the time raced on one side of the track so yeah. it was a dead heat mm -hmm. um and they called the result and we took the result as their word and that's yep. what we've always done mm -hmm. um but obviously you got to remember this is on stopwatches yeah. um and so uh but i can't even remember who won now i think it was rob white I at think the time it was rob, not... because i remember him doing think... an amazing burnout <laughs> uh, but i remember yeah. both of them both of them came up to us and went but how did you call that and yeah. it's just like it is what it is and that was the stage where we just went we can't do this anymore no. the money like as much as it's a massive investment mm -hmm. um it's it's needed otherwise the racing's not going to go anywhere um yeah. i know I, I know from talking to people some people in the auto solo world um they're still using stopwatches for that kind of stuff mm -hmm. and it's all down to that sort of one person to press it at the right time it's, it's too much responsibility isn't it like it's, yeah far too much and not and reliable enough no, no um and we now have a system that goes to um oh it's yeah it's insane. it's like what thousands of a second yeah. millionth of a second it, it's oh, it's ridiculous and it's done by laser it's, you've got reaction times you've mm. got um your standard lap time and all that kind of stuff and we use it for different things throughout the day yeah um you're putting jump starts onto it by jumping the lights and all mm -hmm. that kind of thing so it takes away all of that responsibility from one person yeah. with a stopwatch um but it just improved the racing massively so oh, definitely i think it's the best thing that ever happened really um yeah uh, yeah it's and 
yeah so over the years it's developed and yeah. we've managed to we've managed then to get to where we then split the classes mm -hmm. so um we now have the all-wheel drive rear wheel drive um and the u1 class which caters for sort of the kit cars awesome yeah. um and uh this season it's a special stage season so we kind of got to that point where we went right we've done six years of go one two three on the barrels yeah. um it's time to mix things up a little bit okay um, cool right. so we kind of just said what the world of sort of this style of driving which is sort of the car control gym yeah. car style driving um it's growing mm -hmm. and people are wanting more so we decided to change it up make it a little bit more interesting so literally now on the morning of an event they find out what the barrel order is going to be mm -hmm. um it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be three barrels either um, oh okay this is cool <laughs> every round so far we've actually done four barrels right. um there's only three barrels on the track yeah so we've done sort of you go from start line straight to barrel three mm -hmm. then you go back to barrel one then yep. you do barrel two barrel three and then cross the line nice um we've also changed it now um Again, for a bit of fairness and things like that, we race on both sides and we add the times together. Mm -hmm. um, so it's actually fastest time over the two heats. Oh, okay, yeah. So you are sense. racing both sides of the track. Um, because, you again, as it got more and more competitive, people were saying, like, there's a puddle on that side of the track. Yeah, there's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. There's a hole, that kind of thing. So now you have to race both sides. Everyone has it fair. Totally. Um, and we just add it together. Awesome. So, yeah, okay. it's this year this year's been a bit mixed up um and it does see people actually get tested you think still it might only be a combination of four barrels mm -hmm. but they go to come out of one barrel the wrong way and suddenly <laughs> they've lost the race based on that and things like that so That's, yeah it's been a really interesting year that is fantastic um, that's really cool how it's evolved um from where it started yeah. this is obviously still on the same 100 meter dash sort of track um, exactly yeah. exactly yeah. the same dimensions that's we haven't fantastic. changed that at all so it's still the barrel sprint it's just literally what you're doing on the track is i like different. that i like that see so to me um the barrel sprint i always think with yourself how you took over with fuel top and running the events is you kind of inherited the barrel sprint and now obviously you're making it your own which is which yeah. is super cool but um i've got to say we've got to talk about what i believe is pretty much your baby which is formula g um, yeah, because this, this is a younger series um it is yeah. two two years is it? two years i think we're, going to our, we're in our third season now. third season right. um and yeah jim carner basically yeah. um it's bigger tracks more obstacles course to remember and we're not talking about horse jim uh, carner either just we're so not. I, no no, no. <laughs> this is like the, the big the big events that you see um which are now sort of once a year where everyone kind of just competes on these incredible tracks um this is making it like uh accessible isn't it um it is yeah. it's the national series yeah, it's national giving series. people it's it's the national series it's giving people the seat time it's giving mm -hmm. people opportunity to to do what they see maybe their heroes doing yeah, um, yeah. well, t well that's, it's... it's funny you mentioned that because talking um last in the last episode we spoke to phil staniford and uh, craigie um yep. and both of them were like the reason why they do this is because they saw their heroes on tv yeah uh, which i um, think is so that's funny you mentioned that like, that's just really cool to hear that i think it just yeah. it, it gives people it makes it accessible to yeah. to the person that's watched it on tv yeah, definitely it's, um we didn't have a championship there there wasn't one um it's still fairly new sort yep. of style of motorsport um but yeah we're we've kind of brought it to the uk um and it's it's 
been mad. Definitely, um, this, definitely. I mean, it's, yeah. This year, um, this year has just been unbelievable, really. So uh, the racing is just insane. Oh, um, the competition so, yeah. sounds incredible, but it's because it, it's a, it's a, as far as um, compared to FBS, it's a much bigger um, layout, isn't it? You have to, you have to build and everything. Yeah, so track size for FBS, mm-hmm. um, you are looking at a 14 metre wide lane on a 100 metre drag strip. Gotcha, okay. Um, for Formula G, you're looking at normally 100 metres length. Mm-hmm. Um, however, that's not determined. Um, that can change depending right. on the venue. Cool. Um, and then we're normally looking at a 30 metre wide track on each side. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at a double size area. Mm-hmm. Um, which means we can fit a lot more on there. Um, we've had truck tires. You've got lots of different barrels and cone setups, yeah. um, tires with flags and all that kind of thing. So we then design a track very much like an auto solo type thing. Yeah. Um, but obviously it's mirrored so that you are racing an opponent at the same time. Yeah. And um, the obstacles aren't just cones. Um, they are bigger and that sometimes helps. Mm-hmm. But sometimes hinders but that's the whole aim of Jim Carner is it's all about memory and driver skill oh it's amazing um, the amount of times you see the drivers with the maps sellotape to the dashboard you know oh, yeah. uh... <laughs> it, it doesn't matter how many times they've done it they no. still do that um, it's so funny <laughs> and we only give them if you sort of we do a thing where if you pre-purchase your ticket you'll get their track map uh, one two days before very nice okay um, however if you sign up on the day you get it that morning um <laughs> but we do track walks in the morning and you literally see them out there like little pie pipers following each other around oh yeah walk, yeah walk through the track but then i say walking this uh last round mm-hmm. um a couple of weeks ago we had a round in Buckingham. right and a lot of push bikes we're starting to see up here. oh really um yeah so push bikes are now the mode of transport <laughs> to get around in the morning so that's fantastic so the guys are taking it that seriously that they're actually like fully scouting the tracks oh yeah yeah yeah, fully um i think they're finding with the with the bike they're getting around it so much quicker they can do it so many more times before they even get in the car yeah um and that for them is then taking away maybe two three of their practice laps Mm -hmm. where they're literally scouting and setting their route um so if they can get that dialed in before they even start they're ahead of the game that's so um, cool. yeah. and that's kind of that is where it's getting to now yeah. um i don't know whether it was the heat when we were at rockingham or <laughs> what it was it was a hot um, weekend wasn't it? yeah. it's a hot weekend mm-hmm. it's a hot summer um yeah. but memory for the tracks that weekend was uh it was terrible <laughs> see that's that yeah that's what the guys <laughs> were saying uh they said like the big dogs were just uh you know the people that they they kind of look up to um the fierce competition were kind of knocking themselves out by going the wrong way yeah just <laughs> wrong ways all over the place um, oh, man. so it's not just car control uh, it's memory isn't it that's no the, yeah. Uh, yeah and we obviously we, we did it was the first time we'd ever done it but we did a double formula g over one weekend yeah. so they learned one track race that one day learn another track and race that the next um and we did really try and mix things up so we put um finished boxes at opposite ends for each Mm -hmm. day Mm -hmm. and we you have like a general feel of how people normally enter obstacles and what direction they normally enter it um and the last one always tends to be a barrel just to slow people down that little bit before Mm -hmm. they hit the stop box Mm -hmm. it's normally about 20 30 meters away 
Um, so still have a little bit of a sprint, but we always seem to have entered it from the same direction so that you finish quite nicely to go into the finish into the sort of stop box. Yeah. This time we decided to change the direction so that the route out of it and into the stop box was a bit more difficult. Yeah. However, they just had this thing of, I think it's been ingrained in them so often that that's the way they go. Yeah. So many of them were failing. Oh, that's amazing. At that very last obstacle. <laughs> so you're standing there going, yep, clean run, clean run. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, no, that's no, fantastic. And they obviously, messed up again. If they mess up, they're DNF, right? And that's DNF, it. Yeah, automatic yeah. DNF. Um, oh, and that, cruel, cruel. that is win or lose a lot yeah. of the time. So, um, but yeah, we had so many where it was close calls and you had one that had gone wrong way on the first run yeah. and someone went wrong on the other way on the second run and you're then going down to one time and <laughs> but yeah it was an exciting weekend and it really did mix things up um but it's great to see them still being tested oh um, definitely definitely they don't just come along and go yeah i'm finding this easy no. and we had people who were on their first second ever gymkhana mm-hmm. um and they were getting up into the top four top eight um positions right and it was because they were remembering the track, whether it's the, pre- <laughs> the pressures getting to those guys that are fighting for the championship points mm-hmm. and these guys that are coming along and just going, oh, I'll just give it a go, uh, a little bit more relaxed and yeah. learning the track better. But, yeah, it's it's definitely thrown the championship into... No, I, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's, so, it's so cool. Like, I can tell you're passionate about it as well, which is so awesome because for someone who... Well, in the opening of this episode you said had no interest in motorsport and now no, now it. you're I, it's brilliant i hated it i hated it and i think it's um, fantastic you're pushing people you're testing them and and, and both series are are quite devious in that sense as well because yeah. it's not just car control it's it's you have to pay attention um and and you know they're not on track they're not on circuits they're not on purpose-built circuits racing they are being no. tested on something that you have designed more often than not uh, yeah it's, it's super cool it's normally a it starts as a scribble on a piece of paper yeah, yeah. um we work out if it will work and we go from there kind of thing um, uh, it's, it's super imp- yeah. I'm, I'm really really impressed so i've got to ask right because obviously this is this is a hell of a thing i mean we're talking about two very different race series um yeah. managing all of this is just must be hell at times um and <laughs> at i times, yeah. yeah at times and i kind of <laughs> want to get an idea from you about what is involved with organizing one of these events so these people they all, all these drivers and they are very they are very grateful you can tell that just by seeing them um but they come to your events they come to the fueltopia events they and they have a great time but what is actually involved um with so that? it starts mm-hmm. the year before uh, um, yes <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> before we've even finished this season uh-huh we will already be speaking to sponsors about um, how they want to be involved for next season. Yeah. We'll be speaking to venues to try and secure dates. Um, we'll be speaking to our insurance company about how we can change things with that if, mm-hmm. if necessary, all them kind of things. So yeah. the off season for drivers is like a very busy season for me. Yeah. Um, it's, it's lots of administration stuff. It's, lots of phone calls emails meetings mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those kind of things um just to get everything into place because you've and pulled then... together some incredible sponsors for these series over the years yeah, yeah we've had some have. amazing sponsors yeah. um so and they all do different things for us Definitely. and a lot of them have have tried to help us in real practical ways as mm-hmm. well um to help 
develop the sport and things like that and we wouldn't be able to do it without them no, um, no, no. in all honesty is we try to keep we try to keep racing fees and things like that down for the mm-hmm. drivers to keep it a grassroots accessible motorsport therefore um the sponsors are key yeah so that's why the conversations have to start early um and obviously we do that in the off season it's not an easy task and anyone who is even a driver will be trying to get sponsorship and they'll tell you the same um but yeah no it's they've been great and we've got some great guys on board and everyone really supports the season uh, series and how it's all going yeah no totally i mean you could see that i mean just uh, i look forward to you hearing what what craig and phil had to say on their episode because they they were were so supportive of it um but it is i mean you're having to so you're organizing a year before um yeah and then when it comes to the actual event day um (laughs) i'm guessing that it's not just uh shove stuff in the boot of a car i mean i know that firsthand but i kind of (laughs) No, you've seen our band. Oh, yeah. Seen yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, so definitely. the FBS van, um, <laughs> again, it's the FBS van has grown into just the Fueltopia van. Yeah. Um, we, when we first started, had three seats in the back and could carry the staff <laughs> around with us. And yeah. that is no more. That I'm quickly afraid. changed. It is, no, it is floor to ceiling. There is no room for another thing in there. No. Um, but our, our, when we're sort of going, right, we've got an event it's kind of two weeks before yeah. all the prep really starts for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of like right now I'm preparing for our next ones, which is double header at USC. So things that I'm having. Yes. Yeah. Pod, we've yeah. got a barrel sprint on the Saturday and then formula G on the oh, Sunday. Oh, oh wow. Uh, so you're mixing both race series together. Yes. So it's making sure you've got everything for both. Yeah. Um, but it's things like, um, making sure all the ticket sales are monitored mm-hmm. and we've got lists of everyone that has pre-entered mm-hmm. that we've got um all of our forms and everything ready like that so all your admin stuff has got to be ready mm-hmm. it's finding staff it's yes. making sure that i've got my volunteers to yes. help me over the weekend mm-hmm. um got a great pool of guys who i contact um and they must hate me because pretty much as one event finishes i message them the next day and go right who's ready for the next yeah event? everyone's still trying um, to recover yeah everyone's literally dying and they're just going no i don't even want to talk to you and i'm going no no, no I need to they do know. work hard to be fair i mean everyone does on the team um, but it is it's impressive uh, how everyone's like, willing to pull everything together yeah, yeah. Like, great guys out there and um they they literally will stand in sunshine, yeah. rain, hail, whatever yeah. to make sure that the racing goes ahead. And um, without them, we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to run at all. So, no. um, ever so grateful to all of them. But yeah, it's kind of like making sure that I know who, what staff I've got, preparing all my uh, my gate lists, mm-hmm. booking hotels, all that kind of stuff, and then making sure that we've got everything we need. Everything's replenished. Yeah. Whether it's spray paint to the barrels black yeah, again yeah, of or, course. Yeah, the little things isn't it yeah. <laughs> all the little things um yeah. till rolls for um the timing system oh yeah yeah all of that kind of stuff that no one really thinks about and yeah. you just go well if i didn't have it then nothing would work um making sure your batteries are charged that oh, your yeah. radios are ready um all that kind of stuff and then the day before the event myself and andy usually ship ourselves off in the van mm-hmm. Um, and we go up to whatever venue we're at. Yep. We're there to go and mark out the track, um, which can always take a few hours, get the branding up, mm-hmm. try and do as much prep work the day before 
um, that we can. Mm -hmm. Obviously, weather sometimes doesn't help with that, um, but we uh, we get as much done as we can before getting up about six o'clock on an event morning. <laughs> on a race day, get, yeah. Yep. On a race day yep. to get there, and that's getting all the timing system set up because obviously it's a portable timing system. Mm -hmm. So where most drag strips are set up duration of their lifetime yep. um ours goes back into a box yes every yeah. event. i'm familiar um, with that myself <laughs> and it, it's getting that out and crossing your fingers and hoping that it works when you plug it all in yeah um it's now what five years old that kit and it's done amazingly well but it has to be serviced every year so it's yeah. something else we have to organize and yeah. make sure you've got the bulbs because they blow and oh yeah lots yeah. and lots of lots of little things that um yeah but, people just don't even really see i guess no um, that's that's kind of what i wanted to like say because i think you know the events look so polished and spectacular when they're taking place uh and i kind of just you know and everyone's running around everyone knows what they're doing the team's all got designated roles that you and andy kind of allocate to people which is just super organized um and i think it's important for people to realize that yeah it comes down to you know run into the shops to get the champagne <laughs> you know yes. it's it's every yeah. little aspect of it um yeah it's, there is the, it's the last stuff. it's the yeah. last minute dives into yeah. somewhere because you go oh no i forgot this or, yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's always going to be something oh it's, um, it's it's amazing and i mean obviously this this event just to sort of add to the stress of this the, these events you haven't only just run them in the uk where you can drive the van to you've, <laughs> yeah. yeah you've you've <laughs> you've literally sent the kit in a box haven't you and had it in yeah. europe like so the majority we've been able to drive to so yeah. we've driven to ireland scotland yeah. holland austria mm -hmm. um but we went to finland last oh, yeah, year of course. Yeah, that was, and yeah. and that was yeah that logistically was a bit of a nightmare and um, <laughs> because the event in holland mm -hmm. was one week after an event in the UK Jesus, yeah. so we obviously needed the kit in the UK um, mm -hmm. for that weekend we then had to box it up and we had to get every bit of kit that we needed not just the timing system into no. our um, big case right so we had to rearrange the case and make sure that absolutely everything we needed fit in there um, <laughs> down to flags and <laughs> Yeah. printer roll and computer. So where you normally have the luxury of the van, you are now having to condense it. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. literally went, we've got this case and everything's got again in it. Yeah. Um, and then we just then had to send a list of everything that the guys in Finland who had um, booked us for the weekend to go yep. on their event. Yep. Uh, we had to send them a list of everything else we needed. So <laughs> it was that took a lot of liaising with them. Um, yep. Obviously language barriers, things like that. Um, when you're telling them that you need so many barrels and they're like, well, what size? And yep. All those kind of things. And you need this many cones and you need this many staff and spray paint for this. And they literally, when we got there, there was no spray paint to, for us to even paint the floors. And oh, you no. see that's, it's not something that you can easily ship. So we haven't put any in. Mm -hmm. um, and we also needed batteries um, that we couldn't also ship. <laughs> so we needed those oh, and we God. get there and no none man. of that's yeah um luckily myself and andy actually flew out um i think it was a day and a half ahead Sweet. of the rest of the team mm -hmm. 
um because we were like we need to get there we need to make sure the kit's there we need to make sure the kit's working um and then we had to mark out the track um and just kind of get a feel for where we were because obviously we'd never we'd literally seen like a google maps (laughs) picture of where we were going to hold an event and it was quite a large-scale event that we were hosting and obviously we were just we were there to purely run the track amazing uh, yep. we were there to set up a track mm-hmm. run the run the race mm-hmm. um someone else was a promoter and they were running all the paddock and things cool. like that okay um but yeah no it was interesting so we had a week to get it out there um luckily it arrived in time and then we obviously had to ship it back to get it back here for yeah. events luckily we didn't have one the week after yeah that's what um, i was going to say yeah because you're basically you're doing that whilst also running a uk championship series as well yeah, yeah we had yeah. i think we had a two three week gap okay um which was really handy because <laughs> yeah. it, it actually got delayed on the way back. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> had, had that happened on the way out, I'm not quite sure what we would have done. Yeah, that would be um, stopwatches and flags again. <laughs> no, no, but no, someone no. was looking over us and yeah. actually got it there on time oh, for that's us, fantastic. Uh, which was great. But yeah, logistically, it's it depends on who wants us and where they want us because yeah. we kind of do hire ourselves out as an event team yeah. as well. We're yeah. not just running our championship events. If someone wants something that, incorporates kind of what we do mm-hmm. um if they need a timing kit we can kind of do yeah. it it's uh, a complete package do, isn't it like the, yeah we yeah. can do like anything like that so um i know we have spoken to a couple of auto solo um groups and stuff this year to see whether they would look to having proper timing yeah, and things yeah, like yeah. that and because we don't have to run two tracks we can run solo tracks oh yeah totally like that, yeah but, it's the beauty of that yeah, system so, isn't it Oh yeah, it's amazing. Mm. So yeah, it's been interesting. We've had a lot of really good times. Well, that's um, that's my next <laughs> question, really. Like, out of, you've done this now for for a long time. It's seven years, pretty much, since the start of FBS. Yep. Um, what this is going to be a tough one. What has been your favourite event? Like, what is your best memory of all of this? It will have to be one where we've travelled. Okay. Um, but to be fair, I enjoy all the traveling ones. We have yeah. a really good time because it's not just the event day. You've no. got no, no. you've got all the stories that come with it. And <laughs> yep. That's really when your team your team sort of comes together. Mm-hmm. So whether it's even to like Coventry for a weekend and things like that, yeah. that brings your team together and it gives you that sort of social aspect where it's not just turn up at a racetrack at eight a.m. in the morning and finish at six. Yeah, you've got Agreed. the evenings yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So I think if I had to narrow it down. Um, as much as I couldn't enjoy it as much as I wanted to because I was pregnant, mm-hmm. um, I think Austria would have to yeah. be okay. a real highlight. Um, that was a ridiculous amount of driving. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you did you did pretty much all of that as well, if I remember rightly. Uh, Andy did and, a lot. Yeah, Andy Andy did most of the driving, but I was up front with him navigating. <laughs> Generally, See, generally it's it's, it's nice going. to hear you say Austria because <laughs> uh, we had uh, Andy Gordon on and we were talking about our favourite Fieldtopia events and he yeah, mentioned that. Yeah, I think that's about one of the only ones been yeah i think it is (laughs) no we've ripped him into that as well he's he's getting uh he's getting uh he's getting it thick every time he talks about that yeah (laughs) but so austria is your favorite yeah i think it was just it was one of the quietest events we've ever had um we again we were hired to go out and run an event to um someone else yeah so we had no control over who was going to be there or anything like that but it was it was what three days of driving to get out there um it's a long old time we, isn't it yeah long yeah time. it was yeah. a long way yeah. to get out there and it was i think it i think the reason like it was so 
the strangest car show I've ever been to. <laughs> um, you've got people in bikinis and speedos. Was there a beach there, that, Becky? Is, it, is that right? It was like it was like a, a lake with yeah. a little bit of a big area. Um, yeah. So it was kind of, there was this festival about it. And mm-hmm. in the evening, there was going to be this big rave. And there was this beach and everyone was out the back and they're all out there literally swimming half of them are naked it was it was, it was a Wild. bit and, yeah and we're we're kind of in the car park alongside sort of a show and shine yep. car club kind of thing so you've got all these nice shiny cars in the car park mm-hmm. and in front of them you've just yeah you've just got people walking around in speedos and bikinis <laughs> and they're, they're stood on the side of the track cheering on and you you just sort of it was just surreal Unreal. Um, yeah that's cool you just kind of wouldn't get it anywhere else. Oh, that's um, awesome. And it, yeah, I just think you just kind of went, this this is just mad. Yeah, um, and to think that the race series that you came up with on the sort of back of an A4 <laughs> piece of paper <laughs> uh, yeah, is so cool, and, isn't and it? And literally the, the views were absolutely amazing. Oh, yeah, amazing. I bet. And, yeah, well, the, what, the bikinis and the speedos? Yeah, that, <laughs> right, that, yeah, that was, as well. <laughs> that's what everyone wants to watch. Um, no, that's, yeah, that sounds think, amazing. I think, I think that was closely followed then by Finland. Um, yes, okay, yeah. Finland's like amazing, amazing country. Um, and it was my first time that I'd ever been able to go there. Um, and everybody was so friendly, welcoming. Awesome. And yeah. the event was just amazing. Fantastic. Um, best driving we'd seen. And from people who had never done it. But uh, we did actually have james stephen from um up near you oh actually. yeah yeah yeah. he flew out he hired a car um and he actually came to compete so it was nice to have someone out there actually know, that we knew competing as well um but he's competing against all these guys who are a lot of them from rally backgrounds drift oh, wow, backgrounds yeah. okay, that kind yeah. of stuff mm-hmm. um all have never done anything like this before and mm-hmm. they were all loving it and the competition you could just see how that competitive edge came out of them once they started to see their times and see who was we had um luke woodham was out there with us he was actually presenting the prizes very cool and you just see him obviously people asking him for advice because it was his sport and they're all sort of saying oh well what do i do and he's given advice to them all about tire (laughs) pressures and things like that yeah yeah some of them took the advice some didn't um but yeah it was that was a great event and I th- as I say, I think those weekends, it's not always just the racing. It's, no, it's everything kind of else, the family so. that comes with yeah. it. And well, I'm hearing I'm hearing that a lot from everyone involved and and people competing with uh, competing in the series, but Fueltopia runs. I hear FT fam mentioned a lot. So uh, I definitely it is the family aspect, isn't it? They can't everyone yeah. comes together and it it makes the team bond, like you said. But yeah. um, it, no, it's 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 a credit to you, Becky, because it's it's amazing what you've been able to to do um, with from someone who had no passion in it to someone now who runs <laughs> <laughs> two successful yeah. race series with people that are putting their heart and soul into it um uh, as well heart as you soul and a hell of a lot of money oh yeah um... it's, it's incredible it's absolutely incredible so i got to ask like um what is what do you see the future of of these events like how do you are you going to keep evolving them are you planning you know because i can tell you don't you're never content with it right now you want it to improve i get that already. yeah obviously this year we've um we've got the tv coverage which yes. has really kind of made a major difference to what we do yep. um it's made us really think about things as well because 
before we had this, yes, you had people there with video cameras. You had mm-hmm. you guys there as photographers. Yep. Um, but knowing that this is being filmed oh, and yeah. every, ba- <laughs> every battle is being filmed to be televised, yep. you know that you need to be so on top of everything. Mm-hmm. Every obstacle has to be 100%. Yep. Every marshal has to be 100%. Every bit of branding has to be 100%. Yep. So this year has really stepped up the game for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and the TV coverage that we're getting um, from the guys at Control um, is absolutely oh, it's fantastic, isn't it? Amazing. Yeah. Um, they uh, they literally I, they came to us, and mm. that's the most amazing thing <laughs> is that they actually came to us and said, "We want to film fantastic. your race series." Yeah. Um, and I don't think there's any sort of higher compliment than that that no, someone no, actually amazing. comes yeah. and says, "We would like to actually put your TV your your championship on TV." Yeah. Um, and it's kind of weird. It kind of saying I go to my day job, and uh, yeah, I have one of them too. Um, <laughs> just just to add to it, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. go I go there, and uh, they all sort of they don't really get it. They don't no. really get what I do. Um, but for the first time, I could kind of say to them, "Well, tonight you can you can watch it. Yeah, you it's can on watch TV. What I do, yeah, it's yeah. on TV. Yeah. You can learn about it yeah. without me That's so trying cool. to tell you what it is because <laughs> yeah. they're not motorsport people. None no. of them are. No, um, no. The the closest they know to motorsport is Formula One. Yeah. Um, so for me to sort of say, well, actually, guys, I've got a TV series starting tonight, um, <laughs> and they're just like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, yeah, there's there's a TV series about my my race series, and they're just like. Sorry, it's, yeah, it's, it's like a seven, eight part show. It's on every month, so cool. and they're just sort of they're absolutely amazed. So hopefully, fingers crossed, like mm-hmm. the uh, TV channels really like it and yep. they want to continue that next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for us, it's about just trying to get better venues. Yeah, not not better, but getting more venues. Getting more venues, actually... more varied, right? Just yeah, because yeah. this year we've very much been based at Rockingham and Soundspot, yep. um, which are Two great amazing circuits, yeah, amazing venues, yeah. But for us, we really like to take the championship on tour kind mm-hmm. of around the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, we do get requests, sort of people, up near you, um, yep. <laughs> up above the border. Up, up above the border, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, asking us to come back to Scotland or to go up to sort of Newcastle, Manchester, yep. that kind of area. Which is great, but obviously we need such a large space. That's the problem, isn't it? To run what we run, and it has to be a large flat space. Um, They have to have no problems with noise or all that kind of stuff. So finding venues, um, because there are tracks around. There's there's race tracks that people can use for other events. We obviously can't use a race track. We are literally looking. We're looking for old car parks. That yeah, big big Um, open spaces, isn't it? That's what that's what it means. Yeah big open spaces that we can actually put what we need yeah. into that space to make yeah. it happen. Um, so that's kind of, that's what we're looking to do. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if it will come next year, um, but we're already in conversations with people trying to make things work, but it's always one of those things that you got to wait till the end of the year and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So fingers crossed. No, that, it's, would be, it's, that would be the that, ideal for next year and to keep fantastic. it on tv obviously yeah of course yeah and the tv show is brilliant where um yeah where can people see that becky so uh you need to be on sky or virgin yep. um or freesat mm-hmm. um they they all have the channels there is the motorsport.tv channel ah that's the one yeah 
Okay. And there is, it's also shown on Front Runner, um, and they cover the UK and Europe. Um, but it's also available in the US. There's the MAV TV. I've got it in the US mm -hmm. as well. So it's actually, it's mad to think it is a, a worldwide TV show. Um, That's brilliant. That's amazing. It that is fantastic. And to the point that I've personally had messages from people in Australia. I'm not quite sure no way. Where, they, where they see it, but yeah. um, messaging me asking when we can bring it there. And <laughs> my, my, my reply, obviously, was find me a racetrack and yeah. someone that wants to, to host it. And I'm, I'm, there. I'm more than happy I, I'm to I'm already plan. on the plane, yeah. <laughs> I'm coming. Um, so, yeah, it's it's growing and it always does. And, and things like our events at Coventry yeah. always really help. Oh, it builds um, the profile, with the doesn't profile. it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, yeah. That's such a fun event. Um, and it's great to take motorsport back to the general public yeah. who don't yeah. get to see motorsport for what it is um yeah. and we really try and just put on a show um and give them a good time and definitely but also race yeah <laughs> of course yeah so, that competitive nature to it i mean the guys yeah. like we had nigel the commentator for one of your, your commentator on um a couple of episodes ago and he mm. was bigging up coventry um craigie and phil on the last week's like last week's episode they were bigging up coventry so i totally get that like that is the profile it's builder kind of and, yeah i think it's the the season highlight for most yeah, yeah. i think it's that do you know what? It, this year was the first time it was competitive, but I think mm -hmm. it is kind of that summer social event, all their mates, yeah. go and have a good time, meet the crowds. Like they love it because you get all the all the crowds actually want to come and meet them, yeah. and they want to talk about their cars and things like that. So for them, it's a great opportunity for them to build their own personal profiles as well um, as to build the profile of the race series. So mm -hmm. it's just a good weekend and. We've, we've been very lucky with the weather. Oh, no, definitely. So it Most it definitely. always, always yeah. helps. Um, so, yeah, no, it's been a really good one. No, it's fantastic, Becky. It's, so, it's been so lovely to talk to you about this and to get some insight into what has like, been happening behind the scenes and the creation of these race series. So, a uh, huge thank you to you for everything you do uh, and all that uh, with involving Fueltopia in general <laughs> because you do manage everything. And I kind of want to get that perspective across to everyone. Like, this this lady manages everything. So Even, <laughs> but, even you guys. Yeah, even us. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> She's kicking ass to get coverage and get stuff up on the website. So, uh, definitely. It's 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 I, I admire it and uh, I think it's fantastic but Becky if people want to find out more uh, about you and the race series where can they go um so I have a Facebook account where it you can come and talk to me about any car stuff um, and <laughs> I try and keep my personal one separate because no one wants to see loads of pictures <laughs> of my kids um so it's Becky Fueltopia Gilbert and you'll find me on Facebook on that um but obviously we have all the pages so you've got the Fueltopia main page mm -hmm. you've also got the Formula G championship page and the Fueltopia barrel sprint page they're all on Facebook um and you can also follow us on Instagram at Fueltopia and at Formula.g um so you can find out lots more there but feel free to join me on facebook and have a chat um i'm willing to answer any questions <laughs> i can it's Very... not a question for andy he's my technical advisor that is fantastic no it is it has been a pleasure <laughs> becky no thank you very much and as always i've been at dan Fijan, and you can find all my stuff across all social media under that name so feel free to give me an ad you can also ask me questions about any of the race series that Fueltopia is involved with if I don't know the answer then I'm going straight to Becky uh, and if Becky doesn't know the answer she goes straight to Andy so you'll definitely you'll get some help in the end all right but yeah. Becky it's been a pleasure so Thank ladies
you very much. Oh, no worries. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Fueltopia podcast. It has been a pleasure to share this with you. Thank you as ever for listening. And we look forward to the next time. Bye for now.